0: Welcome to the YGV100FM podcast. I'm your host, Wun Tan. In this podcast, we invite you to join us in the exciting world of your global village. If this is your first time here, we are a community living and working in a metaverse inspired village. Our purpose with this podcast is to share the stories of each resident and find the lessons learned that can help you get better results and have a bigger impact. Whether you're just starting out in your business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you'll find fresh ideas and inspiration in these stories. Welcome to another episode of YGV 100FM. With me today, I've got Annelise Bhushan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Woon. Great to be here. Yes. So finally, we've got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's been a long road to get me here. Yes. So, I mean, I think most people who are listening to this would be aware of what you're up to, I hope. And if not, for people who are new to YGV and your global village, um, could you share with us, you know, your story, right? And that's the, yeah. My backstory
1: of how I got to here. You want to start with that one?
0: Yeah. So let's start with your backstory.
1: So... I have a view of when you ask, what's your backstory? How did you become who you are today? I have in my mind, I, you know what Michelangelo said of his David statue? He said, I didn't create David. I just released him from the rock. And I think that's, that's very true of us as humans as well. We tend to go through life and gain experiences and, and almost see it as It's something that is added to us. We become something else. But I have a philosophy that I think you you just release a lot of things that allows you to just bring more focus to the things that already were there. So the moments in life that could chip things away from you are the things that usually turn you into a different direction. And for me, those moments, interestingly enough, when I thought about it, all had something to do with travel and adventure. So a key moment for me, one of the first things that I recall as a child was due to various circumstances that came together, me and my sister went with my parents on a cruise to South America and it was a long cruise, it was a 30-day cruise. Now, it wasn't planned, it was very last minute and they took us along. And what an incredible experience that was for me as a child because it opened up just a world of interesting things interesting experiences new things colors smells everything that was new you know as a child you kind of you you grow up and this is your life and then there is this whole new world out there and one thing that experience I think taught me was just that if you want to be adventurous and if you are willing to be adventurous there are a lot of things to discover so I think that was a key moment for me to discover that side of myself, being interested in in what's going on in the wider world. And then fast forward, the next I wouldn't say it's a key moment, it was more of a key period, was when I was in my postgraduate studies. And I found my thing. You know, you found your thing that you, you're really passionate about, you enjoy it. And I love the theoretical side, the academic side of theories. And I studied economics. And I just, you know, I rolled around in, in all of that. I loved it. And I think through all of that, I established my identity. I was appreciated and seen for that ability that I had. And that brought to me a realization that, yes, I have my own identity, but also I have the ability to figure things out. And that's been a key tool in my life, just understanding that I have that ability. You can do anything you want. You always can figure yourself out of it. So that was a key moment for me. And then the, the last one, and by the way, before I carry on to the next one, this period of my postgraduate studies also, interestingly enough, led to me going overseas because I was an exchange student, the first one in our faculty to be sent to do an internship overseas and I had the huge opportunity of going to work in a reinsurance company in Switzerland and that was just such a fantastic experience there for me again you know being adventurous going into those things and discovering that and then uh, fast forward a few years quite a few years after that I got married and we started really a true adventure of a lifetime because my husband works for the automotive industry and we were put on what they called international service employee circuit. And that allows you to go and work, and live in different countries. And we had the huge, huge privilege of being able to live in wo- and work in seven different countries over a number of years. And that brings so many different perspectives to life that you end up having a kaleidoscope of views of the world because you've seen it from so many different sides. And in all of that, you know, it's very exciting, but it's also a very tough thing to do because it's like surfing. You have very highs and very lows because you're taken out of your normal environment. You have to reinvent yourself essentially every time when you move to a different country, set up your new community, But in all of that, I think what you learn is you learn about your environment, but you also learn about yourself. So I consider that also a key period of forming me into and sculpting me into what I am today is because of those experiences and digging down deep to understand what is our value and, and what is important to you. So in all of that, I saw the th- the thread when I started thinking about it. Everything has to do with travel and being adventurous and looking for what is something that I probably don't know and that I should be knowing about. And I think what that brought home for me was I used to be very inquisitive as a child, but in a probably a nagging way because I drove my mother crazy. I would always ask her why, how. Why? How? And I think that kind of led me to, now I still do the same thing, but now it has a use in the world. <laughs> you know, so, so I think that's how I kind of became who I am today.
0: That's amazing. So you've been traveling around and you have this very global perspective, and then you did economics in your postgrad, And then you were sort of part of this, like every few years you were moving countries. Right. Right. So, you know, what were the big decisions in your life? Like, I know that's kind of one of the key things that I think is important to your backstory as well. So, yeah. can you yeah. share some of that?
1: I think when you, when taking stock of my decisions, it's more about what lies behind the decisions than the actual decisions in itself. And if I think about that, I probably have, I don't know if you want to call it a belief, a philosophy, a principle, But I have three things that come to mind that always seem to put me in the right direction of where I want to go and where I need to go. And the first of those is a really strong belief that you can either be a victim or you can be an active participant in life. You can't be both of those things. And that's a choice we have to make every single day, actually. You know, how are you going to show up in the world? and by simply choosing to be an active participant you almost become a leader because you go out and you do things and you take part of in life so that is a key thing that i've realized early on i can feel sorry for myself or i can do something about it but my environment actually is what i create i mean you get what you tolerate and if you don't tolerate something of yourself you're going to get something better as well so that's the first thing that i would say that that guided my decisions the second thing that guided many of my decisions is that, you know, it's all an adventure, ultimately, at the end of the day. And and it's a choice that you make in all of this. So how do you want to show up? And I guess that's part of the the same thing. And another thing that I believe very strongly in is you need to be in motion. You need to move yourself forward because one thing leads to the next. It always does. And we often think of, well, maybe I'm wasting time doing this. Maybe I should be doing that thing over there. But it is a true case of one thing leads to the next. And where you are now is where you need to be because that opens up something else. And related to that is I read a book by Elizabeth Gilbert that just opened up a whole new way of looking at things for me. And in there, she planted the idea that ideas are all around us. You often hear people say, you know, I had a divine download. I had this epiphany. It's not you. It's actually an idea that kind of just showed up and said, hey, I want to play. You want to partner with me? And you become the legs of that idea. And for me, that is quite essential to understand that because if you know that one thing leads to the next, that is what's going to get you to where you want to go as long as you show up and you do your part. So I guess all of it comes down to my decisions were about, well, am I going to sit here or am I going to do something? And my very first big decision that I made was to go on that exchange program to Switzerland, and that was that led to a year of being overseas all by myself. And I went places, I found people. I, inter- You know, it, it just, you grow in that experience, but it was a choice that I made, and I think these three principles were behind it if I think about it, and also just saying yes to a lot of other things okay, what am I going to do? Am I a victim? Am I actively participating?
0: I like how you mentioned the idea is there and you want to partner with it because it's such yes. a different way of looking at it. I think for for different people, it is sort of like, oh, I came up with the idea, right? But I think for you, it's such an interesting thing that, I mean, when I look at YGV, your Google village, it's, there's, all, there's partnerships all over the place. And I think I think a lot of it comes down to your approach to how you work with ideas.
1: Exactly. And, you know, quite frankly, if you think of it like that, it takes the pressure off you because it wasn't my idea. I just kind of hooked up with an idea over there. You know, I'm just a spokesperson here. But I think what that also means is that one idea starts linking up with other ideas. And then this whole thing unfolds because... Quite frankly, I think a lot of people would agree with me that you just can't believe that I came up with that. No, can't possibly be me either. Yeah, it's, it's just if you think about it, that idea was waiting for you. So here I am. Amazing. Yeah.
0: So so, Anise, let's talk a bit about your present story, right? So this is everything that you're working on and in, yes. in, I guess the business impact around that. So could you share with us, are you working with new clients or new villagers, I guess, in, in yes, your global new village.
1: villages? Exactly, exactly. Yes. So, you know, we are talking about the village today and what we do in there. So when we welcome somebody new to the village or just somebody who's interested in the village, their before story usually is some combination of one of the following or all of the following. They understand that the world is changing around them. Web three is coming up at a very fast pace. And a lot of people feel a little bit like a deer in the headlights. You know, okay, this thing is coming. I need to change. I don't know how to do it. They want to be part of it. They're interested in it, but they don't necessarily know how to do it, or they don't want to go through the complexity of figuring it out for themselves. So there is that first mover tendency. They want to know, they want to be part of it, and they want to remain relevant. So they just don't know how to do it. And then another aspect as well is they want to move into a different space in how they interact with people in terms of business relationships. They want to have global relationships. They want to have collaborations. They want to operate on a whole new level, which actually means they want to have a community that has a very different definition. It's a community that helps them to grow their business. But it's not just just any community. It's also a community that shares that whole passion and the belief that business is a tool for good, that impact through entrepreneurship is a really, truly living thing. And they want people who share that that view. And then, as I also mentioned, you know, they want to make sure they remain relevant because they see the pace of things that how quickly it's changing. And if you just imagine, I thought the first time when I got my iPhone, I was perfectly fine with my tiny little Nokia that, you know, I can phone, I can do things, but I realized if I don't step into the world of the smartphone, I'm going to be so far behind, I'll never be able to catch up. So you need to be part of things. You need to engage with things. And I think this is what's also true of a lot of people wanting to come to us is to they want to be part of it. And we make the pathway really simple for people to be part of it because we believe very strongly in you. You learn by doing. You don't have to figure it out. You just do the things that we lay out for you. And there's a lot of structure and you know systems in in our village that helps you just to experience things and grow that community. So that's what we find with the people that come in. And you are part of it as well. So would you agree that that is also what you're seeing of people coming in?
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think this is kind of very a new way of doing things that is and obviously you bring in that that structure and brilliance on on the process side of things and so I think initially when I first joined in I think there was a lot of people that felt that they don't really know how they want to approach this but I feel like having spent a lot of time in this community, I think the people that end up staying and sort of contributing and, and sort of making the most out of it are the ones that are taking part and making the most out of the, all the events and the experiences that we are that you so brilliantly put together. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yes. And I think what, what it leads to, it, it is a pathway that you go through and when you come into the village, we have a nine-step pathway that you take you through. And where that gets you is a place where, first of all, you gather a community around you that is quite unique. And I think you'll agree with me on that. The community we've cultivated here is a group of people who are really serious about business. They want to move ahead, they want to grow, and they want to make use of what is around them. And we've cultivated a community that isn't just about a support group. It's people who actively... Think about ways of collaborating, of how we can help each other to move to the next level. And while doing that, it's like, you know, the rainbow that goes over it is we actually do good in the world as well as a collective. And I'm always astounded at the power of the collective. If you bring one person in with another one with another one, you know, one plus one doesn't make two. It makes eight because of all the different aspects and different people thing and their experiences and their views and perspective. And when we have, for example, our collaboration sessions, our speed collaborations, I'm always astounded at the input that everybody brings in. Have you thought of that? You can do that over there. And that for me is what a true community is all about. It's, you know, like the musketeers, you know, one for all and all for one. And that's what we create in there. And then the last part also of what you get in the village is, you get to stay at the forefront of what is happening. You learn about new things because all of us is involved in that new things and we learn from each other. And I think that's a unique space to be in at this point because it moves you forward because you are amongst people that think like you and also want to do big things in the world. And that is what the village brings to us. And the village, of course, is a metaverse for global entrepreneurs, and it's bringing us that opportunity to create an immersive experience with each other, which just makes the whole thing richer and almost more lifelike. And that, for me, is the the allure and the beauty of what lies in the metaverse.
0: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that really makes... This community different is really the outcomes, like the results that we get. And can yeah. you share with us some of the, I guess you can say, achievements that we've sort of gathered like so far? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. So my background lies in analytics. You know, and by nature, I love, I roll around data because I look for patterns and things and see yeah. okay, what does that mean? And we've brought that view into the village as well because we track things, we create a little dashboard for everybody. Because I want people to understand that the time they spend does have an ROI and it leads to something else. So since we started tracking these things, we, again, it's something that unfolded. I never imagined a village economy, but there it is. We now have a village economy because we encourage people. If you look for something in your business and somebody to help you with it, come and look in the village first. That should be your first stop to see if there's somebody here. And inevitably, you know, we help each other out. So that's your first layer of how you can boost your business by simply getting clients. And then there's the second layer, which comes down to collaborations. If you team up with somebody, you just create a whole bigger world. And then, of course, we have the salons where we help each other to bring our networks into it. So just by doing those things, we've been able to create an economy that is now approaching $25,000 just for the few people in our tiny village. Now, if you put that into a collective and exponentially expand that, you can start seeing where it can go. And that, for me, is the exciting part of it, is the collaborative powers that creates wealth for everybody because it is working together. So that's one aspect of what we have measured so far. That's an outcome for us as a collective. And everybody who, who spends time, who takes the time to get to know other people, what I've heard you also say is you move beyond that initial level of who are you and what do you do. And you really need to get to know the people and you see the richness of it and where that opens up new possibilities for both sides to create something new. And then also as a result of simply just doing what we're doing, people showing up And we being intentional about it, we've been able to create global impacts that I think I and everybody else is quite proud of in that we have created the beginnings of a school that's being built with plastic waste bricks that we are donating to. We're purchasing bricks every time we have an event and so forth. And we have purchased, I think, something like 120 bricks already. We have planted 68 trees. We have given 250 days worth of fresh water to people. And that's what we came together as a collective to do. And within that, it has also inspired people to do their own impacts, to create their own collaborations. And I think just by being in that environment, it has almost sparked a whole new level of engagement between people. And it is as if your network has just gotten a whole different flavor to it. There is an intention. There is being serious about this to make it work. And that's what I've seen around as well. And with some people who came in really fresh with fresh ideas and new ideas, they've been able to take that into, well, what do I turn this into? It becomes a business that was before only an idea. And another thing that I've always also noticed is one of the things that we really focus on is to get crystal clear on the branding identity of people. What is it really that you bring to the world? And we translate that into a three-dimensional branded story through the designs that we make for the virtual offices, which we call merchant houses. And I always love seeing the owner of that house stepping in front of that environment and speaking about what they do because they become really articulate because it's become clear to them this is who i am and you can see who i am all around me and i think that's a big part of what we do is we establish that three-dimensional branding story in a space where that is going to become crucial for you to stand out from the rest of, of the crowd
0: Wow, I love that. I mean, I think that is exactly the first thing that I, I noticed when we turned the village 3D, right? And I think that for me, I I personally experienced that and I think everyone is kind of transformed in that moment when they see their yes. their new village, their, their, their new space that they're sort of going to be using, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, Annalise, so let's come to the part three, right? Your future story and the community impact. So could you share with us how you are shaping the world i know you touched on the impact a bit and then i guess the big question is really imagining if today is 2027 looking yes. back in the past 5 years what would you say are the highlights in the past 5 years yes and i love to be in
1: the space of projecting and imagining what this this is going to be like So if this is the year 2027, I would say that I am so grateful for what has transpired over the five years because first of all, we have completed our journey from starting from 2D designs to being in the fully immersive metaverse space. And we're all there and we're all doing business there and we're all interacting. That is our second nature now to be in that environment. So that's going to be well, that was a, a huge milestone for us on 2027 20, now. So that is something that I really look forward to. And it's not going to take us five years to get there, by the way. We'll be there very soon. The second thing that I envision us to celebrate is that we would have our first 100 villages occupied. And in that... If you just start thinking of there's a hundred villages and all these people start interacting with each other and the buzz that it's creating, it has two impact effects. First, we will have such a presence in changing the world that we actually have purchased a few factories where we create our, build our own schools using our own bricks. But our biggest challenge at the moment is we actually can't find enough plastic waste because people cut down so much on their single plastic use that we can't get the bottles and things anymore. But, you know, that's an excellent problem to have. But we've created collectively such a presence in the impact space that people take notice of what we do because that is the new way of working is how do you come together as a community to change the world. And then, of course, on the commercial side, We have just surpassed the 100 million mark in revenue for this network of villages because on average, we create a million dollars just for that group every year. And that is the future of growth. And that really gives us also presence as an economic unit of changing the world. And I think the most important thing is we've created a group of people who are very intentional about the fact that everything in life has repercussions so let's be intentional about how we go about our lives and what we put into the world and this group of people this network is very intentional about creating positive change that is lasting in the world and that is what i'm very very proud of and how we are actually changing the world
0: well i think that is so inspiring i think uh you know, if you're listening to this and you're not inspired, but yeah, I, I don't know what to say. But uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, so this is so cool, right? I mean, this is the future that we get to be part of as part of the, this community. And, and
1: the cool thing is, Wood, it's not something that somebody puts there for you and you become part of. You are creating it with us. You're part of the solution. And as you spoke about it before as well, this, I think, is the, the golden creator age, where we are all part of creating something that we instinctively know we want to move towards. And we can all contribute in our own ways. And because of the way that the Web3 is now positioning it as, it gives us the opportunity, the voice, the presence to do all of that. And I think that's what's exciting about
0: it. Yeah, it's this co-creation, right? It's not just creating, it's a co-creation. And I think this is kind of the new way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Annelise, one last question. If you had a billboard and you can put on anything on that signboard, uh, what would you be saying? Yes. So
1: first of all, the billboard is going to be right outside your global village so that everybody can see it. But what I would put on there is a quote by George Eliot. And it says, it's never too late to be what you might have been. And if you just think about that, I think that's also true. And that's almost perhaps something that we can put as a billboard for the metaverse. That what might you have been if you just decided to be part of this? So that is what I would put on my billboard.
0: Yeah, that's food for thought.
1: <laughs> Never too late to be what you might have been.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yes. yes. Cool. For me, I think... It's the fact that in the metaverse, you can be anything, right? Just like they say in the internet, like you can be anyone. No one would know if (laughs) you're a dog.
1: (laughs) But but now here's the thing, I think, with the metaverse is you get the chance to be intentional about it. So you have to think for yourself, who might I have been? Mm -hmm. And then you work on that and say, well, let me just invent myself to become that person.
0: So Amazing. So Annalise, you know, in closing... What's the next step for people that are listening?
1: Well, next step would be I would love for them to come and take a private walking tour with me. I'd love to show them what we have in the village. I'd love to show them the community, the results. I'd love to introduce them to some of our residents. So please, you know, just sign up for a a walking tour and I'll be happy to show you around. And also just to see how this could help you in your business. You know, this is not just a novelty factor. This is really a true business strategy for you and let's discuss how this can work for you and how this can change your business.
0: Yes. Amazing. I can't recommend this highly enough. If you are interested and if you're new to this, head over to yourglobalvillage.com and uh, definitely take part in one of our experiences. And there are so many that are happening and I'm sure, yeah, there's something for everyone to get started with. Absolutely.
1: Good. Good. Yes. Looking forward to, to welcoming people.
0: Amazing. Thank you very much, Annalise.
1: All right. Thank you, Woon. See you next time. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for listening till the end. That was Annalise Bueschen, resident number nine, Global Square, and architect and founder of Your Global Village. You can check out her storefront in her merchant house. Also, this will be the end of the first season. We will be back for season two after the summer break. So stay tuned. In the meantime, we will be running housewarming parties, salons, soirees and village walking tours to welcome you to Your Global Village and many more immersive, highly curated activities for our community. Head over to yourglobalvillage.com to find out more. My name is Wun Tan and I'll see you on the next episode.